Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. This is Season 2, Episode 36, Calling All Christmas Orders. Seriously. Seriously. I'm calling for the Christmas orders right now. This is it. This is really the time, I feel like, and I know people may come at us sideways, like, it is just now, the beginning of October, but... Especially if you're a snow slow knitter or crocheter like me. Um, this is it. Get those orders in now because I feel like if not, I I don't know, come December you'll wish you would have. Yes. There's so many people that wait until within two weeks before Christmas and then start flooding my inbox. Oh man. And it stinks because you want to help people and be able to make things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also those are unrealistic timelines. And I don't think people, especially people that don't uh, do any type of fiber art, I feel like they do not maybe grasp what is actually involved time-wise. Yeah. And I'm, I'm honestly pretty much booked to Christmas at this point. Right. It's, I have a and it's couple blankets yeah. to do before Christmas, so God's yeah. me, I say. <laughs> I, I know. I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like the, the rest of this year is going to kind of be a whirlwind. Um, just, I don't know, I feel like it's here, but um, when you sent me our artwork for tonight's thumbnail for the episode i gotta be honest christmas lights made me really happy uh yes it's very pretty and i know we've talked about it a little bit but i'm super excited for the holidays and just thinking about christmas orders and christmas yarn um you know something else that i was just thinking about today um that is important maybe this time of year is to also be maybe looking at pic- or pictures, um, yarn colors for next year's temperature blankets. Yes. I have not decided yet what I'm going to do for mine. I, I've got to figure out a good pattern. I don't know if I'm going to do a blanket. I'm thinking of a scarf, but then I'm also kind of thinking like, Whoa, a scarf might be really long. Yeah. But be. what if I... Okay, so this is how my brain works. Always these real ridiculous things that I'm probably going to regret down the road. But suppose I've got a scarf and maybe it is 30 stitches across my needles. Mm-hmm. What if I were to do only 15 stitches per day? To where essentially each row would have two colors, but then the whole year would be contained in half the length. Yeah, I mean, there are no rules. <laughs> I mean, that sounds perfect. This is why everybody needs a friend like you in their life because <laughs> I literally come up with the craziest stuff, and you're like, there are no rules. Absolutely do it. <laughs> Zero questions or judgment. We but, fly by the seat of our pants around here. <laughs> yes. So as I'm picturing it, like some days that row might be the same color if it's the same temperature a couple of days in a row, like it does tend to be. Um, or it, you know, might vary back and forth. But yeah, I'm thinking if 
I just put plugs on the end of my needles at 15 and then stop. And then the next day do the other 15 of that row. Mm -hmm. And then the next day do the next 15 on the next row. And then the rest of that 15 to where it's always 30 across, but only doing 15 each day. And I was also thinking, I feel like that's a very realistic, I mean, 15 stitches, no matter what kind of fancy stitch you do, even if I'm doing cable knitting, um, 15 stitches is gonna be like, you know, it's me. So maybe 10 to 15 minutes worth of time. I feel like that's more realistic of something I could commit to, um, time-wise as well. Yeah. I got too adventurous the first round and, I don't know, cast on a couple hundred stitches thinking I was gonna blanket the house. And <laughs> then each row took, like, way too long one row each night i was like a solid 40 minutes in yeah i um i am not sure how i'm going to do mine i might just do like just simple single crochet stitch every day um because when i did the ripple blanket that's what that was was single crochet stitch and the other one that i did was just trying to do fancy stitches every month and I felt like that was just when it got out of control, gargantuan. So, yeah, but I do love that one. Um, that's the one I have, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Uh, actually, it's on my couch right uh -huh. now. Um, but it does it does give me a chuckle because when I see the different stitches, I like looking at them because, of course, they're crochet stitches, so they're neat to look at and different. Um. But I do also think of you being like, why did we think this was a good idea to change the stitch every month? Because it was not a good idea. No, no. I also started no. out that basket weave that time and then changed it. And it just, it just didn't even, for mine, it also didn't even flow nicely, like from stitch to stitch each month. It was like an abrasive hard stop and a totally different pattern. Not good. Yeah, I think... I think I'm going to make Ethan a blanket with my temperature blanket this coming nice. year. Because Lucas has one that I made him when he was a baby, but it's like a full-size blanket that fits on his bed. But I haven't made Ethan one yet. Oh, that would be nice. I think he'd really like that. Yeah, I've tried several times. I just... <laughs> You know how I get distracted. And then I'm like, I don't remember what stitch I was doing this with. I don't remember what hook size I was using. So then like. Start over completely. I can't do it right. <laughs> I actually, it's funny you say that. I feel really bad. We have a coworker that has a baby that is cute as all get out. And we went to her baby shower together. Um, and. I had tried to make a blanket for her and I was really dead set on getting it done before she was born. Well, she just turned one and I may or may not have just come across like the remnants of that blanket that I started. Yeah. And was like, well, darn it. That was a good job, but no way we'll ever finish it. Cut it off here, tie it off, call that a day, keep the rest of the yarn at least. Yeah. Um, and that sucks because quite frankly, that was a couple months worth of work at the time. I was still newer to knitting. But there's also no way I'm with you. Like, I don't remember where I was at. I'm not, I'm just not messing around. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it happens. Yeah. That's the thing. Like so many times I get to starting on something and sometimes I just do because I need to keep my hands busy and whether uh -huh. it turns into something or not, 
it's fine. I don't really, I don't really care if it ends up being something. It's just something for the now that gives me something to do. But I do find myself now trying to do more purposeful and meaningful things. Like if I'm going to do something, then I should do it with purpose. But I like to do really quick projects because I don't have the, I don't have the patience to stay engaged in one continuous project. I agree. I feel that too. I like just doing small things too, because I don't know. I'm with you. I like to, I like to make things for people, but I can't, I don't know. Jeff was teasing me the other day because I made these little hats for my driver and, uh, he's like, Whoa, you could just knit him up a blanket too. And I was like, yeah, maybe when they turn one, like, no, I cannot just whip up a blanket. I am not <laughs> like that. So um hats headbands i've been making some little pumpkins i just like mm-hmm. i don't know it makes and it makes me feel good when i get them finished and i'm like well look at that i did that in one day instead of like well i feel like i'm writing in a diary it's month 47 on the blanket <laughs> you know what i mean i'm losing all hope like it's just i don't know like a sad all journal you can picture is you like sitting in a log cabin with yes with, with a, my lantern right i was gonna say with a candle or something still working on the blanket jimmy has caught scurvy yes yes (laughs) we hope that we have enough potatoes to last us through the winter right we're trying to ration them out for mary Uh, the widow down the way we laugh now but (laughs) i mean for real i don't know we had our first our first hurricane experience last week i know again we talked about a little bit last week but Florida, Puerto Rico, Cuba, all that, you know, completely ravished. It's terrible. Yeah. Here, uh, we had a lot of rain and a lot of wind, but I kind of laughed because, like, here, the hurricane is, like, Ohio when they're forecasting snow. Everybody's, like, bread, milk, eggs, alcohol. Um, And I don't understand who started this trend of, like, if there's ever a storm, buy all the French toast ingredients you can. Oh, we'll be right with the world. I just don't know. But we're just kind of those people that always have a very stocked pantry. You would think that, like, I went hungry as a child or something. I definitely didn't. Like, we never went without. But for some reason, I also always have, like, what's that you say? You need 62 boxes of mac and cheese? Got you covered. Um, stupid. You know what it is? It's a coping mechanism. And I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know this for sure. I could probably, I don't know. But I think that, to me, that's what I think that it is. Because I feel like people like you and I... We are the survival mode type where we are constantly thinking of worst case scenarios. We are yep. constantly in survival mode. We're constantly waiting for the next shoe to drop. And that's just how it has always been for us. And we find comfort in the chaos because then what we visioned is coming true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and precisely like that. Let's get through it. Yep. I, I agree. Uh, whether you got a degree or not, I agree with that process of thought because here it is like hurricane everybody's not in a panic because in my area here we weren't getting like directly just a ton of rain and flooding and you know coastal surge and blah blah anywho uh we again tend to over prepare when it comes for just life in general so everybody's starting to clear out the shelves and i'm like oh i don't think we even need anything do we like we we've got I mean, I probably got enough. We could solidly live like a month here, and I don't know that we would directly be affected. We got, 
you know, food and water and all the things. So I was like, all right, well, maybe it's just going to be like a weekend where we lay low and hurricane it up. I don't know. Um, and you know how so- we have the survivor mentality, and this is one way that I know that we do, and we're not the panic buyers that go out and buy the milk and eggs and butter and stuff, because you and I are like, what good would that do me if I had no power to keep it cold? No, you and I buy the dry goods. We buy the rice and the noodles and all that kind of stuff where all you need is water to boil it in and you're good to go. And then as a secondary measure, because your anxiety and my, in general, I'm saying like me, mm-hmm. my stuff, uh, you don't also only consider all of those things. You then consider like, well, if power's out a while, we're definitely going to need that generator. We should also have a couple of backup heaters. Like mm-hmm. it's really become a problem because we don't have a garage yeah. uh, here at our current house. And we had a two car garage and now we have no no car garage so a lot of the items like that that we always just kept in the garage just because you never know mm-hmm. are currently in the house and we've been working really hard to try to organize and figure out some storage and i think i'm actually gonna have jeff build a storage bench to go in the dining room like kind of wide i'm gonna put cushions on top but when you flip up the top gonna be able to store some stuff down in there because at this point like i don't know what else to do with the stuff we can't put it outside where it's going to get wet in our shed or you know whatever and Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know what else to do so i was was pitching him on the idea last night like what about a storage unit would something like that be worthwhile no because they're like a hundred or more dollars a month and we don't have that much stuff I feel like that's a lot of money for a storage unit. I mean, I've never had even the little ones that are like just two feet wide or whatever, like the little baby garage door ones. Shoot, they mm-hmm. want like eighty-eight dollars a month for those. Oh wow! Um, and it, I don't know, just not worth my hassle, I suppose. But um, I feel like that would be a good idea. And then we were looking at those like. Like the weather, all weather, like it almost looks like an armoire, but it's a, it's like for outdoor, like for your gardening tools and you're mm-hmm. that kind of, like that step kind of stuff. two things. Yes. Bas- yes. Yep. Kind of like that. Yeah. Like the real hard, durable plastic, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or Rubbermaid or whatever. Um, but we thought about that too, because at least then some of the not so like water sensitive stuff could at least get stored in there um like you just don't realize how much stuff you have in a garage until you no longer have one yeah um but all this rain you know the hurricanes and whatever we again we didn't have we lost power a couple of times nothing major just because it was really windy but the remnants have been hanging around i feel like like a bad ex-girlfriend because (laughs) it went away saturday finally dried out we had a nice day sunday pretty nice day poured all night sunday night all day yesterday all night last night most of today and i get to a customer's location today um and i had a bit of a situation we'll just say i had a charlie horse we may not have to discuss exactly how i got it but i'm telling you what if anybody's got any charlie horse uh fixes 
other than drinking electrolytes and Gatorade, I've done <laughs> I was that. just about to say Gatorade. I've hydrated. <laughs> I had a different customer who had to watch me like hobble into her location after this happened today. Um, <laughs> tell me that I need to drink pickle juice. That'll help. Bananas. Bananas. Mom did always swear potassium. Uh, some banana. Would you have a banana downstairs? I might. Go well, and I wonder, that. like, how many bananas do you have to eat though to get the amount of potassium where it makes a difference? Like, right. you just get potassium supplements at the store, and it would do yeah, the like same a daily thing. vitamins probably got more than <laughs> right. a bushel of bananas. We I've had seven bananas uh, today. <laughs> apple cider kick, and I know everybody is like pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin spice everything. I personally, I mean. I'm not a fan of pumpkin spice. Neither am I. I said it out loud. I do like pumpkin when it comes to like pumpkin cookies. I do not like pumpkin spice. Right. Um, but I truly appreciate some apple cider. Do you? Yep. I, I feel like it's I've the ever had it just by itself. What? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Stop. I mean, I've had apple, apple juice, but I don't think I've ever had apple cider. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was having a delicious drink of my cider as you were speaking. <laughs> I am going to need... Is it hot or cold? You can have it either way. Do okay. not buy any powdered BS curing <laughs> cup apple cider either. Okay. Um, I buy it in a jug. You can get a half gallon or gallon like at Walmart or Sam's Club or wherever you Kroger probably. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep it in the fridge. I like to drink it with a little bit of ice, but it is more more actual apple flavor, I feel, than apple juice. Yeah. A little more tart. It's, you know, from it's like pressed apples is, you know. Uh, it's delicious no i will say if you're ever sick um hot cider similar to hot tea just also another super enjoyable drink i as you know though prefer cold drinks in general i'm just not really a hot drink person but how have you made it living in the state of ohio where there are a lot a lot of apple farms and not had apple cider. Like, I am... I've never had it offered to me. I don't know. I am completely baffled right now. <laughs> I've never had eggnog either. Have you? Uh, I have, and I can assure you, you're missing nothing. Um, okay. So, oh, I can't even... The thought of it makes me crazy. In high school, <laughs> Mr. Morabito, my senior year... Uh, was real big on eggnog and obviously we didn't have any with alcohol in it which freaked me out even more because real eggnog obviously has eggs in it but it also has bourbon in it and therefore the bourbon essentially counteracts the raw egg by killing off whatever would make you sick salmonella i guess you know just washes it right on out of there so we didn't have alcohol because we were in high school and we made eggnog and he wanted everyone to try it everybody just try it please everyone try it and i got peer pressured by my senior year teacher into trying eggnog and about threw up everywhere because i could not get over the fact that it was just raw eggs in this and we're all just drinking it like we're drinking the kool-aid oh Um, no and it didn't taste good like it's like if you want to drink cinnamon egg alcohol milk oh gross go for it i mean i don't i it takes a special person, I guess, to really enjoy that. 
Um, just you should have been like, I can't. I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, right. Oh my god! Like I would have, I would have said that anyway, just to not have to do it. Oh, it was, it was just not, not good at all. I have never had the desire to even try it since. Not ever. No, I don't. Well, and and it's one of those things that I'm like, it doesn't sound appetizing to me. <laughs> I just don't like. I'm I. I mean, I can't say that I do or don't like it because I've never tried it, but like, it just doesn't sound like something that I would go out of my way to drink. Yeah, it, it's definitely not. I, uh, you are missing nothing there, but apple cider, you are missing out on the apple cider. Now, I saw the other day, and I know, you know, these past couple of years, there's been a whole lot of shortages of everything you could mm-hmm. think of, but I, believe this one is a scam supposedly per the media and the news there is a shortage of cranberry sauce and or the canned cranberry dressing i don't know anybody that's for real eating that anyway that is what jeff and i said and that's why i'm like (laughs) well this is a scam because who is eating that shit anyway that there would be enough people buying it that there is a shortage so what I happened don't... was the cranberry people at Ocean Spray or wherever was yes. probably like cranberry bogs. <laughs> right. We need to boost our sales. So we're going to manufacture a shortage. Nobody will have canned sliced cranberry stuff to throw away at the end of their meal. Listen, I will sacrifice my can of cranberry sauce to anyone Same. that wants it. I will leave it on the store shelf for you. You can go grab it. <laughs> I really, I really can't wait for people to chime in on how to get rid of this Charlie horse pain. Because I kid you not, every time I even just try to like shift or move, my whole leg tightens up again. Like, well, it's I bet just... you tore a muscle, and that's going to take probably a few days. That's to heal. Excellent. I bet that's going um, It's you know, I just am not as young as I might like to believe that I am. I saw a thing the other day that said something like, I don't know how I'm 50. That's the same age as the old people. And I laughed. (laughs) And obviously, I mean, I'm not even 40 yet, but I do feel that. Or like the memes that are like, you know, we've become the people that now point out the things that used to just be trees. And I also feel that like, obviously not here, but at home, like, Oh, well, before that shopping center was there, that used to just be the cornfields. You know what I find myself doing sometimes is watching older movies where, you know, the the older actors and them that when we were like kids and teenagers and stuff, we wouldn't have looked twice at them because they were like our parents age. And now we're that age. And I'm like, man, you're really cute. Look at Mark Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Whoever. That is funny. Yeah, it's it is funny. Um, we were just just before we started recording, watching uh TV, and they were talking about how most people tend to listen to the music from um they called it their adolescence, except for they said from ages ten to thirty, and I don't know any thirty year olds that are still in their adolescence. <laughs> That's so broad. Oh, I know some 30-year-olds that are still very adolescent. (laughs) Yes. But it said that of that range, most people listen to the music of their teens, specifically when they were 14. Oh, that makes sense. Um, That's such a weird period of your life, too, because you're kind of, like, 
leaving junior high, going to high school, getting more independence from your parents, staying the night at your friend's house and all that kind of stuff to where yeah, my mom would let can... me listen to pop radio when I was a kid. I had to listen to oh. it at my friend's house. We also were not allowed to have like AOL or like chat rooms or anything like that. Oh. So like my only experience with any of that stuff was at my friend's house when I was a kid. So whenever I hear certain songs and stuff, I'm always like, we used to listen to this all the time at Robin's house when I was a kid. <laughs> because it wasn't playing on my radio station. My mom would have broke my radio. She did that like three times. Uh, mom was totally down with pop music. We knew all the lyrics, all the songs. Probably some lyrics we shouldn't have known. Um, I mean, I actually was laughing today because the song Poison... Uh, Belbev DeVoe, I believe. Um, can't trust a big butt and a smile. That's what it says, which makes me laugh because that was like pretty hardcore back in the day. And now, like, I mean, you can't trust a big butt and a smile. But uh, at the end of the song, like, there's kind of like a rapish, talkish part of it. And they say something about, well, how do you know? And they say, because me and the crew used to do her. And I'm like, well, I remember singing this as like a five-year-old. You know what I mean? And and I'm really surprised they even put that on the radio. You know what I mean? Back in the day. Uh, I know. And I don't, I'm going to have to look up actually what year that song was from. Because, I mean, it's it's weird how your brain works. I might not remember anything useful. But I remember song lyrics like, my life depends on it. And I I heard that one today on the radio and was just like, man, you were singing that. But I understand it now because Remington listens to a lot of pop music. And when she was a little younger, Ariana Grande's song says something like, bought matching diamonds for six of my bitches. And I had to stop Remy real fast and be like, you can't say, you can't say that part. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> because she just sings with the song. Um, let's see poison what year is this i'm saying 80s uh probably before your time bell biv devoe now you know um 1990 ah almost so 1990 i would have been in kindergarten and yep we'll sing it about how the crew used to do her uh quality lyrics from the 90s thank you bell biv devoe I I am surprised that the radio was like, nope, because they, I mean, back then it was way strict of the stuff that they would put on the radio and yes. TV. I'll never forget. Oh, Loretta Lynn, can we talk about, we've had a trio of deaths. I know that they say everything comes in threes, but as far as celebrity deaths go, uh, the queen, I'm sure anyone listening has, is aware that the queen has died uh coolio maybe oh maybe we'll, that's right maybe we'll call him the king of i don't know gangsta's paradise that's right. um but coolio number two and today the queen of country music herself miss loretta lynn the coal miner's daughter um i loved loretta lynn i do love i know lynn, you do still. love her yeah um but it you made me think of her actually just now because I don't have you ever seen Coal Miner's Daughter? Probably not. I have not, no. And I'm gonna have to just hold you hostage and make you watch a bunch <laughs> of movies. 
But it is her life story. Sissy Spacek stars as Loretta Lynn and does an amazing job. It is one of my favorites. Um, Tommy Lee Jones plays her husband, Doolittle Lynn. And it's just great. It's one of those movies like Dirty Dancing. I will watch it anytime it's on. I've seen it a bajillion times. Doesn't matter. I'll watch it again. But it it goes through her life story, of course. And in her early years, um, her husband did not buy her a wedding ring. He bought her the guitar and got her started singing. And they used to have to drive around to the different radio stations and give out her record for them to play. Mm-hmm. And she got in trouble pretty early on because she was on a, a radio station doing an interview and said something about they got on the subject of baloney and she said she doesn't eat it because it makes her horny. And back then, okay. the radio, <laughs> I know, I that in itself was a statement I'm just going to move on from, but <laughs> right. she used that word mm-hmm. on the radio and this was like, you know, the 60s or late 50s. Um, and I guess it was like a huge ordeal because the FCC regulations and she might as well have dropped like an F-bomb these days yeah. uh, on the radio. But it just makes me laugh because she didn't know what the word meant. Her husband kept telling her the word. She didn't know what the word meant because she was pretty young and naive. And so she said it having no idea what it meant. And they oh. like ripped her right off the air, and it was a whole thing. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Uh, you should definitely watch it sometime. Yeah, you know it's not. Like, I know it's not your thing, but <laughs> I was like, oh, I, <laughs> already making fun of me because I started watching that Monarch show, which is also about like it's like a fake country music show on Fox. Yeah. And I don't care, and I know that it's fake, and I just like it anyway. And he was making fun of me tonight because it's on Tuesday nights as well, and was like, "Oh, you got your big fancy Nashville show tonight." And I was like, "Stop it!" But I can't help it. Anything music related, I do love, and so like, I love Coal Miner's Daughter. I love Buddy Holly's story, the movie about him. Uh, La Bamba, the movie about. Richie Valens, la 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 bamba. That one makes me cry every stinking time I watch it. Like, I know these people in real life or something. But uh, I don't know why music always gets me. It's always... <laughs> I've never always heard of any of those other two movies. Stop it! <laughs> Buddy, what, did you tell me you know who Buddy Holly is. No. I mean, I've heard the name, but I don't know. Like, I don't know who he is, and I would not be able to name a song of his. Okay, well, I hope you are ready for some links when we are done because <laughs> Buddy Holly is up there with Loretta Lynn for me. It's is he a country singer? Uh, no, he's no. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. I can't even. Um, no, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. It's just gonna be coming at you soon. Let's see when they. When did they debut, Sarah? This style of music. I, I have no idea. Um, well, I know he's look. Last year, I feel like, okay, people, beep, 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 go back last year. We had an episode about Motown because Sarah also did not know <laughs> about Motown. Let me tell you, uh, if it was outside of the Farm Report or uh, Reba McIntyre or Vince Gill, that kind of genre, I did not listen to it. Except for with my dad. My dad was very much, like, into... 
it wasn't even like, I don't even want to call it like alternative or anything like that, but he was like really into like box 20 and um, third oh, eye blind okay. and that kind of stuff. So I did listen to that kind of stuff when I was with my dad because he was not a country music person. He was really into the 80s though. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, no, I my dad was into, I guess, kind of this style of music, like the Everly Brothers and so, but Buddy Holly every day, every day. It's like, oh, that, okay, okay. Buddy Holly. yeah, I know that song. Okay, um, La Bamba, Richie, Richie Valentine, La 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 Bamba, that song. They were yeah, all going on a plane crash together, him and um. Oh, Chantilly Lace and a Pretty Face. And they were all mm-hmm. in the plane crash together. But all of their musical life stories just make me super sad. And uh, I don't know. I can't handle them. I mean, Loretta Lynn's was not sad, but I still love it. She was 90. I mean, yeah. the queen was what, 96, 97? I have no idea. She was in her nineties too. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, I'd say yeah. Um, and I feel like just making it to ninety, like that's a, it's a pretty good run. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that rounds out the three. We'll have to see uh, where the rest of there's a couple months left here of twenty twenty two to see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully nothing. I hope that it is just the nice, right. smooth rest of the year. Say, I would, I would like for know. It, right, I would like for it to sit down and keep its mouth shut. That's <laughs> what I would like it to do. I agree, <laughs> and I'm already looking forward to making uh, our 2023 plans. Me too. Well, you know that I'm always, always down for a good goal planning session. Um, but my favorite, by far, is our New Year's planning. Uh, it is mine too, and especially since we found a sweet hibachi spot, I feel like when you get to add in New Year's planning, but also delicious hibachi food. Yes. Ah, uh, I'm gonna have to really think hard about where my big planner is. I have not had it since we moved. I think I know where oh, it is no. actually, but it's okay. I got a couple months to figure it out. Um. But it's going to be game on that Saturday. I've got some ideas already, and I know you do, too, of mm-hmm. some things that we're going to be working on next year. Um, I don't ever think it's too early to start planning, either. No, I love it. And I try not to be too pushy with other people, because I know that not everybody likes, um, I don't know, I likes planning, making lists goals maybe I don't know um but I do feel like anybody that's close to me like avoids me this time of year because they're like she's gonna ask me about my goals and either they just don't want to tell me or don't have any I, I don't know which is fine but I just I don't know I like having something to look forward to it helps me like I don't know I don't I want to be de- say depressed because I'm not depressed, but like it just helps me get through like the winter. Yes. Yeah. And especially like January until like Easter. I have got nothing going on those four months of any kind of value <laughs> except for going to work and doing like the day to day stuff. And I just need something to look forward to. 
Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think that it's fun to plan and have goals. I told, I have a new -er co-worker that I work with here in my new location, and I told her the other day, um, get ready for it. I'm going to be asking you about your New Year's resolutions really soon, so mm-hmm. you might want to start thinking about it. And she just, I don't ever think that, people don't ever know what to think. Yeah. Um, so she's like, oh, okay, but... I'm being serious. I'm going to come at you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think that it's very excited for the rest of this year. But just just like we said about our planning, it is important. I mean, I don't know. If you are into making crafts for the holidays, really seriously, tell people to get their orders in now. Don't yeah. cut yourself short on time. Don't, don't do it. We'll make you come back and listen to this episode and say we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> i know well yeah and not you but anybody the, else who puts themselves in a cramp yeah well and it's okay to say no to people too like i i used to feel like i've had if somebody asked me to do something i felt like i was letting them down if i didn't do it um and then it wasn't fun for me and i like you just have to be okay with disappointing people sometimes sometimes that happens and sometimes like they understand that it's a no like if you're asking me to make you like a two foot tall stuffed penis like it might be a no you know what I mean like you should ask me to make that months ago (laughs) like that doesn't go ahead of everyone else's stuff just because you need like a gag gift or whatever go to Spencer's (laughs) right but I feel like Like that's everybody else too knowing your boundary and when to say no it's it's hard and sometimes uncomfortable to do, but I feel like as long as you think about it up front and that's a good point to make because, you know, I don't know, you can't feel bad about it if it's not something you want to do or you have time to do. It, it is okay to say no. Yeah. Shoot. I know you sometimes said no to things and also told them who else might be able to do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it's not anything personal ever. Like I appreciate you thinking of me and asking me to do it, but at the same time, whether it be even even non-holiday situations, like, everyone's got things going on in their personal lives, too. And not just with crafts, but it's okay to say no at other stuff that you don't want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, it is okay to not be the yes person all the time. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I don't know. I just think... I don't know. Those are all really key points as we get into the swing of, you know, the end of the year and the holiday season and all the things to really just keep in the back of your mind. I think it's easy to get carried away and stressed and I don't know, don't let's let's get ahead of it. Like Sarah said, and just know that you can set boundaries and say, no, it is okay. And, and you always picture in your head, somebody taking something a hundred times worse than they actually do. Most of the time they're like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe we'll reschedule or we'll do something after the holidays or whatever. No one is ever as mad at me as I feel like they are in my own head. And when I create these scenarios in my head of how people are going to take things and I, I that's agree. me problem, <laughs> but I am starting to get more okay with putting myself first and I feel like that is a really important message that everybody should take to heart too is you are not responsible for other people's happiness and it is okay for you to put your personal feelings and your happiness and your schedule 
kids stuff and your family stuff ahead of someone else's feelings. Yes, yes, yes. So if you were looking for permission, here it is. (laughs) I just gave it to you. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Very valid points. Um, Nonetheless, I, I feel like it's easy to get lost in the holiday shuffle and forget that, you know, you got to take some self-time in there, too, and value your own time. I mean, whether you want to spend your time laying on the couch or doing nothing, that's your time. So, you know, if you don't want to spend it working on a project that is a two-foot penis, then by all means, you should <laughs> definitely not have to. <laughs> you should be able to. Carry I probably on. won't be doing those this year, if we're being honest. Uh, I think yeah. that might be my boundary. I think that is definitely a good boundary. Um, Not that I have a problem with it or that I'm in any way like a prude, but I have other things that I need to do in a certain amount of time. And even though like those are really funny gag gifts and I do make a decent amount of money around the holidays on them, like this year is just not the year. Right. Yeah. And like you said, they are funny and whatever, but I mean, you can spend your time more wisely making more awesome things that you know i don't know you value more um but i don't know we want to hear from you guys what are you setting your boundaries at this year what are you stopping the limit and holding the line on um for the holiday season on your christmas orders or uh are you just saying heck with it let the orders fly and just see what you can work out um if you're doing that, more power to you. I want to hear okay. how this ends because that stresses me out thinking Here about it. Here are my that. thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yes, 100%. 100% sending hugs. Um, I don't know. Let us know what you guys are feeling uh, as we approach the holidays here, how you're going to plan your orders out. We would love to hear. You can find us on social media at NeedlesHooksDL um, or you can email us NeedlesHooksAndDirtyLooks at gmail.com. It is spelled all the way out. Uh, you can also find our Facebook group, which is Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast, your long stitchathon. Um, any of those ways, we'll find you. Find us uh, on our Instagram, if you can, and our TikTok, preferably. We are trying to get some uh, things there, drumming around a little bit, and get some more viewing there. So if you can, find us there, at Needles, Hooks, uh, or like I said, you can email us, send us a message, whatever is easier. But we would love to hear from you and what your plans are uh, approaching uh, calling all the Christmas orders. Um, so let us know, and we'll give you guys some feedback next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.